Well, I want to take you to our theme verse for our series, God is Good. Psalm chapter 34 and verse 8 says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. And we've been focusing in on the first part of this verse, taste and see that the Lord is good. And we've been talking about how God has been so good to us and how he has so much goodness prepared for our lives. God has so many blessings and we've been illustrating it by just having this table full of food. God has so many blessings that he has prepared for your life. He has a table of goodness prepared for you. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And what we've been talking about in this series, if you're new with us today, is week number one. We've talked about why people are not experiencing all of the goodness of God in their life. And we, we talked about in James chapter 1 that people don't, they don't experience God's goodness and all that he has for their life because they have the wrong perspective on trouble, on trials, on trauma, on temptation. And whenever you have the wrong perspective on those issues, you tend to have a wrong perspective on God. And you become deceived and really don't understand that God is a good God. God who blesses his people with good things. And then last week we talked about how the table has been set. God has all of this goodness for your life and yet you have to do your part to experience all of God's goodness. You have to step out in faith. God won't force you to experience all of his goodness. God won't force you to be obedient to his word, but if you want to experience all that God has for your life, you have to step out in faith. You have to honor God's word. And today I want to talk about a third reason. People don't experience the goodness of God. They don't taste and see the goodness of God. I'm wondering, like Tiffany and I, if you maybe have ever had a relative that started to kind of lose their memory uh, had amnesia. Uh, one of our relatives came to our home and was losing their their mind and their memory, and uh, it was so bad they struggled even remembering us and our kids. And the kids would come into the room and they would ask who the kids were, and we would tell them the kids and who they were, and then they would remember right there while the kids were there. But and then when the kids would leave. And, and then come back just a little later, back into the room. They would go, who is that? Who, who are they? And we'd have to tell them again, well, this is who this is. And tell them the kids' ages, names, and who they were. Oh, that's, oh, okay, that's who they, and they, they were losing their, their memory. And it can be, it can be sad. It can be heartbreaking. It can be very challenging when a family member, when a loved one doesn't remember you. Amnesia, in general terms, describes a loss of memories such as facts, information, and experiences. The laws can be temporary or permanent, but amnesia usually refers to the temporary loss of memory. It can be triggered by several things, stroke, brain inflammation, reaction to cancer, Alzheimer's, certain viruses, head and brain injuries, certain drugs, alcohol, traumatic events can trigger 
amnesia. And, and it can be very difficult on people. It can be very difficult on families. But what's even worse than physical amnesia is spiritual amnesia. When people forget the goodness of God, and believe it or not, this is a huge issue for many Christians. That they, they have forgotten the goodness of God. The Bible says this in Psalm 103 and verse 2. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Why does the Bible say not to forget all of God's benefits, all of God's blessings, all of God's goodness to you and to me? Because Christians tend to develop spiritual amnesia. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 12 says, be careful, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. The Bible says you and I, don't you forget who brought you out. Don't you forget who saved you, who delivered you, who has provided for you, who has blessed you. Don't develop spiritual amnesia. Here's what I want to do for the next few moments is I want to give you five consequences of spiritual amnesia. When we forget the goodness of God, when we forget the benefits and the blessings of being a child of God, five consequences. The first is this. We stop obeying God's commands and laws. The scripture says in Deuteronomy chapter number eight. Verse number 11, be careful. You see this over and over again, this hope. Be careful, be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God. Failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. When you forget how good God has been to you, it will lead you to disobeying God's commands. It will lead you to disobeying God's, God's decrees. You start living however you want to live when you forget the goodness of God. You start doing whatever you want to do whenever you forget the goodness of God. You start talking however you want to talk when you forget the goodness of God. You know what the word of God says to do but you don't obey it because whenever you forget the goodness of God, spiritual amnesia will lead you to living a disobedient life. Just pause and think for a moment. Are you disobeying God's word? Have you forgotten how good God has been to you? There's a second consequence when we develop spiritual amnesia, and that is we become proud. I want you to see that very next verse in Deuteronomy chapter 8. We read verse number 11 when it says, do not forget the Lord your God. And then it goes on to say in verse number 12, otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied... When you build fine houses and settle down and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery and spiritual amnesia leads to pride. He said, you will become proud when you and I forget that every good and perfect gift comes from God above. We can start thinking that, that we're the ones that got ourselves the job or the degree or, or the money or the house or the car or, or the life. Uh, you, start, you can start thinking, I did this. 
I bless myself. Spiritual amnesia will always lead to pride. And then pride will always lead to point number three, the third consequence, and that is this. We become ungrateful. When you forget that God is the one who gave you everything that you have, you'll become ungrateful. You, you stop praising and thanking God for all he has done in your life and continues to do in your life. And then here's what happened. You be, you, here's what happens. You become ungrateful and ungrateful people become entitled. I deserve what I have. I, I deserve it. I deserve it. Matter of fact, I deserve so much. I, 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 I deserve what I don't even have. I, I don't have enough. I, I, I need that. I, I deserve this. I, I deserve that. I, and they just become entitled. They become ungrateful for the blessings that God has already blessed them with. Whenever we develop spiritual amnesia, it'll, it'll lead to pride. And then pride will lead to ungratefulness. And then I want you to see a fourth consequence. And that is we become complainers. Just look at your neighbor and say, I think this points for you right here. I think this will, yeah, uh, this, this might be the one. But I want you to see this consequence. The Israelites forgot that God was the one who delivered them from slavery in Egypt. God was the one that parted the Red Sea and allowed them to walk through the Red Sea on dry ground. It was God who provided for them in the desert. He rained down manna from heaven and they ate, they ate spiritual food every day. God provided water from a rock in the middle of a desert so they could have something to drink. It was God who sustained them when they were in the desert. It was God who had blessed their life. But whenever you forget get you start complaining if you're not familiar with the Israelites they just complained and, and complained and, and complained and grumbled and mumbled against the Lord and and Corinthians talks about this in the New Testament as well it says in first Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 10 talking to you and me it says and do not grumble do not complain like some of them did, it's referring to the Israelites, the one that had manna from heaven, the one that saw, saw the Red Sea part of the one that God brought them out of 400 years of slavery. It was the Israelites. He said, don't you grumble like some of them did and were killed by the destroying angel. And when we forget God's goodness, we start complaining. We become negative. We get sour. We get pessimistic. Nobody understands. I don't know why I don't have that. My job stinks. My kids are horrible. School is horrific. I hate my marriage. My kids are stupid. Dog is dumb. Right? Just, just complain. Complaining is a sign that you have spiritual amnesia. I just want to read a verse to you that I have not perfected, but it is my aim and my goal. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 14, do everything. You ought to circle that, that word right there. It'll, it'll convict you. Do everything without grumbling, without complaining, without arguing. But when you and I have spiritual amnesia, we do the exact opposite. Instead of doing everything without complaining and grumbling, we do everything while complaining and grumbling. And whenever you and I are always complaining, 
It's a sign that we have developed spiritual amnesia and we have forgotten the goodness of God like the Israelites did. Number five is this. Here's the fifth one. And that is we worship idols. We worship idols. When, when, when Israel was in the desert complaining and whining, it led to them worshiping idols. This is so important for us to understand. Spiritual amnesia can lead you to worshiping other things instead of the living God of heaven and earth. Notice what it says about the Israelites in Exodus chapter 32. It says in verse number three and four. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took what they handed him and made it into an idol cast into in the shape of a calf, fashioning it with a tool. Then they said, listen to what the Israelites said after they had been brought out of Egypt out of, and, and they're living in the desert. God's providing for them supernaturally. They said, these are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. Wow. That they forgot about the goodness of God and started worshiping earrings. That they started worshiping their possessions. They, they, they started to make their stuff their God. In church, I know we look at the Israelites and say, I would never do that. But it's easy to start making your stuff your God. People start neglecting God. They start neglecting church and prayer and Bible reading and worship. They, they, they start giving all their time and all their attention to making more money, to accumulating more possessions, start, start even neglecting God for their family. Listen, church, I've seen it time and time again. I've seen people worship their kids. They would never say that. I've seen people worship their family. I've seen people worship a relationship. I've seen people worship their possessions. They're putting other things and other people before the Lord. And whenever we develop spiritual amnesia, it's, it's dangerous because there's always consequences when we forget the goodness of God. Do not forget all of his benefits. Here's what I want to do now. I want to give you the cure. cure. I gave you the consequences of, of spiritual amnesia. Let me give you the cure for spiritual amnesia. Let me, let me give you five quick cures. Write this down. Write this down. Number one is this. Acknowledge the goodness of God. Acknowledge the goodness of God. I'll take you back to week one, the verse I, I preached from, James chapter one, verse 17. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. And you need to believe this, and you need to constantly say, I would encourage you every day just to acknowledge the goodness of God, that God, every good gift I have, every perfect gift I have, every blessing I have comes from your mighty hand. You you need to say it out loud. God, every blessing I have, it comes from you. God, I acknowledge you in all my ways. God, it was you that gave me my talent. It was you that gave me my brain. It was you that gave me the ideas. It was you that gave me my ability and my work ethic. It was you that gave me my health and my job and, and my money and my friends and my, my home and my car and my kids and my spouse. God, it was you that gave me my church. God, every blessing comes from you. Acknowledge it, acknowledge it every day, acknowledge the goodness of God. Number two is this, the cure for spiritual amnesia. Make a memorial so you remember the goodness of God. Make a memorial so you remember the goodness of God. Psalm 77 verse 11 says this, 
I will remember. Can I tell you, I could do an entire series on this subject. There's so much about not forgetting the blessings of God all throughout the Bible. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles. Notice this, of long ago. I want to remember your deeds today, but I want to remember your miracles long ago. You need to remember the deeds, the miracles, and the goodness of God for what he's done in your life recently. But what he has done in your life years ago, you don't want to forget the goodness of the Lord. I want you to just to, to hear this next scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. It says, but remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. And so one of the ways we remember the goodness of God is by setting up a, a memorial so that we do not forget. Let me show you how Israel did this. In Joshua chapter 4 and verse 21, it says, Then Joshua said to the Israelites, In the future your children will ask, What do these stones mean? And there were 12 stones, you see. When they got part of the Jordan River, and they walked through the Jordan on dry ground to get to the promised land. But in the middle of the Jordan, God told them, I don't want you to ever forget this miracle. I don't want you to ever forget what I did for you. So I want you to grab stones out of 12 stones, representing the 12 tribes of Israel, I want you to grab 12 stones and you're going to set up a memorial when you get on the other side of the promised land so that you don't forget what I've done for you. So they grab those 12 stones and set them up and, and he goes on to say, what does this, what, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them this is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the river river right before your eyes and he kept it dry until you were all across just as he did at the Red Sea. When he dried it up until we all crossed over. And church, you need to set up some stones in your life so that you never forget what the Lord has done for you. I'm not telling you you got to go and we woke a lake and grab you some rocks. But I'm saying, how do you set up a memorial so that you don't develop spiritual amnesia? Maybe you start a journal if you're not a person that journals. Maybe start a journal and just write down every day just the blessing of God. Just write down a blessing of the Lord that you're just keeping a blessing so that when you go through the journal, you can just remember the blessings of God. Maybe you like to take pictures and take pictures maybe of blessings of your kids, of what God's blessed you with, what he's done. Just take pictures and maybe just scroll through your phone once a week or once every other week and just, just, just remind yourself of all that God has done for you. Maybe on your phone the notes section on on, in, 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 on an app the notes app just write, write down just 12 stones that, that, that the 12 biggest things God's done in your life so that you never forget you just say I'm going to review these 12 stones in my notes all that God has done for me that God saved Herbert Cooper in a football locker room and we woke up Oklahoma I'll never forget what you've done for me how you set me free from addiction God I'll never forget how God you built my you, you healed my heart when I was sexually abused you brought healing to me God I'll thank you, God, for my wife, Tiffany. And Lord, that you bless me with a wonderful wife. I thank God for my kids. God, I thank you for the wonderful kids that you've blessed me with. Lord, I thank you that I get to preach the gospel. I thank you for my church family. I thank you for the staff. I thank you that every day I wake up, I get to see more changed lives. God, I thank you for food on my table. I got to get a rock right there because you provided for me every day. I am not without food. I got a roof over my head. You just got to set up a memorial that you never forget, church. Never forget. 
the blessings of God. Remember, remember, remember. Let me give you a third way, a third cure, and that is this. Thank God daily for his goodness. Thank God daily. Psalm chapter 9 and verse 1 says, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. And you got to spend time thanking God for his blessings. Why? So you don't become ungrateful. So you don't spend your time feeling entitled. So you don't spend all of your time complaining. Thank God instead. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18 says, give thanks. Notice this. In all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. No matter what you're going through today, there is something you can thank God for. In every circumstance, you might not like all your circumstances, but God is still worthy of your thanksgiving. Just to pause and say, God, I thank you for your blessing. I thank you for food today. I thank you that I'm still walking. I thank you that I can still hear. I thank you that I still have my eyesight. I, I thank you I can still wiggle my big toe. I, I, I thank you, God. I, you got to thank God every day. God, you've been good to me. God, you've been good to me. Somebody's going to get set free today just by thanking God. Come on, just take five or ten seconds and just thank God. Come on, every location. Come on, just thank God for, come on, thank God for something that he's done for you. Lord, we thank you, God. We thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you for air to breathe. God, we thank you for your blessings. It's God's will for you in all circumstances. Thank God. Here's a fourth, here's a fourth, here's a fourth cure to spiritual amnesia, and that is tell others about the goodness of God. Don't keep it to yourself. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 9 says, only be careful and watch yourselves closely. I want you just to notice, I, I, several verses said, be careful, be careful. This one says, watch yourself closely. It's, it's key. Watch yourself closely. Why? So that you don't forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live, teach them to your children and to their children after them. And church, instead of spending your time just complaining to others, whining to others, spend your time testifying about the goodness of God. Church, tell your children how good God has been to you. It will change your children if you will change your verbiage. It, it'll change your children and their perspective if you will start just telling them about the goodness of God and thanking God for his goodness. Come on, start telling your spouse about the goodness of God. I'm telling you, it'll change your marriage if you will start declaring the goodness of God to your spouse. It'll change the atmosphere of your home. Some of your homes are so negative and just you walk in, it's like, Change the atmosphere of your home by just beginning to set the atmosphere. God has been good to us. God has blessed us. Let me tell you what God has done for us. Oh, we thank God instead of wah, wah, wah. No, God has been good to us. God has blessed us. God has provided for us. God has been good. Tell, 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 tell folks at your workplace. Tell them at your school. God has been good to me. 
God has, it'll change your work environment. It'll change your school atmosphere. If you will just start thanking God and telling people about the goodness of God, you can do it without being weird. God's been good to me. Now, I don't have to complain. God has been good to me. I know I got to take that test, but God's still been good to me. I know I got to do that work project, but God has been good to me. It'll change the environment if you can learn to talk and testify about the goodness of God. And most of all, it'll change you. It will change you if you will start testifying about the goodness of God. It'll kick that negativity right out of your heart. It'll kick that spiritual amnesia right out of your heart. Every day you'll just say, I'm going to thank God for his goodness. I'm going to testify to other people about the goodness of God. Come on, we ought to do it. You, you testify about all the negative. Huh? You tell everybody about that. Why don't you change it and tell them about the goodness of God, that God's been good to you. Here, here, here's, the, here's, the, here's, here's the fifth one. Here's the fifth one. Here's the fifth one. The fifth cure to spiritual amnesia. Never stop celebrating the goodness of God. You need to daily celebrate and praise God for his goodness in your life. Psalm 92 verse 4. For you make me glad by your deeds. Lord, I sing for joy. And what your hands have done. The psalmist said in Psalm 105 and verse 2, sing to him, yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Every day I practice this. I was driving in the car, walking in my house, when I'm at work. I just, God, I thank you. God, I give you praise. God, you've been good to me. I just, I just practice it. it. It's become a habit for me just to give God some praise. God, I just give you praise for what you're doing in my life. I give you praise for your blessing. I just, I just take some time just to praise God. God, you've been better to me than I deserve. He is a good, good father. That is who he is. And you got to praise him every day. Praise him for his goodness. But what happens when you forget the goodness of God? You stop praising him. You, you, you find reasons to start complaining and whining instead of turning it to praise and thankfulness to God and church family. Let's not develop spiritual amnesia. Let's give our God praise every single day. Who can say like your pastor, God has been good to you. Come on, God has been good to you. God has been. You got some reasons to praise him every day. You got some reasons to celebrate to him every day. You have some reasons to worship him every day. He has been good to you and even as a church I don't want us to ever forget how good God has been to us as a church whether this is your first Sunday here or you've been coming to people's church all 20 years I just want you to know God has been good to people's church and I just take a moment I just say God thank you for your blessings thank you for the way that you blessed our church thank you that you're building your church and the gates of hell will not prevail thank you that you have been so faithful to us even during these last three years that have been very difficult, God has been good to people's church. It's been a challenging season, but I want us to know no matter what, happen, what happens, whether it's a, a sickness and, and a global pandemic, no matter what happens, all I can do is testify, the Lord has been good to us. The Lord has been good to people's church. Matter of fact, we're going to take a few moments. And we're just going to thank God together as a church. Can we do that today, church? Can we just thank God for his faithfulness today? He, let's never forget 
We will never develop spiritual amnesia. You've been good to us, Lord. And we're going to take a few moments at the church and just praise God for his goodness. Here's what I have the team do. I, I said, would you pull up the fall growth season? And there's a growth season in the fall in September and when school starts back and all the way up till, till, till fall break. And I said, I just want to see what kind of growth did we have year over year? How has God been good to people's church since last year, 2021, 2022 versus 2021? And, and here, here, let me just testify with you. Sunday attendance during the fall growth season, Midwest City campus has seen a 35% growth. Indianapolis campus has seen a 55% growth since last year. Oklahoma City campus has seen a 67% growth. Northwest campus has seen a 76% growth. I don't take the goodness of God for granted that God is still building his church 20 years in and lives are still being changed. People are still coming to the house of God. But that's in-person attendance. We could give you online as well, but that's just in-person what God is doing over the last Three years, it's been very challenging. Churches have shut down. Businesses have shut down. Uh, giving has declined in a lot of churches. Businesses, their, their revenue, a lot of businesses have went down in revenue. It's been a very challenging, challenging time. And I just want to testify as a church to the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God to our church. Let me just show you the giving over the last three years and what God has done. In 2019 and then the pandemic hit in 2020 but even during the pandemic, giving went up 12.6%. In 2020 and versus 2021, it was a very challenging year but our giving went up 8.9%. 2021 versus 2022, in the middle of inflation, uh, high gas prices, in the middle of a rising rising economy with with, with interest rates rising, giving went up this year 13.6%. And I give God praise that our church family trusts God no matter what. You ought to thank God for yourself. That's that's because you trust God. That's because you believe the promises of God. Psalm chapter 62 and verse 8 says, trust in him at all times, you people. You you pour out your hearts to him for God is our refuge. And people's church, let me say this to you as your pastor. You have made God your refuge during a global pandemic. You have made God your refuge during racial and political unrest. You have made God your refuge during these economic turbulent times. You have trusted God. People's church, I'm proud of you. You have mature faith. You have mature faith in your God. And I want to thank you for being faithful to tithe and to give the dream builders to keep your church strong, to reach more people with the love of God. Let's take God, let's just give God praise one more time. Come on. He's been faithful to us. He's been faithful to us. God is good. I want to give you just a quick dream builders update. You've been faithful. Let me just tell you what you've been giving to over this last year just the dream builder update many of you make a one-year commitment you give above your tithe to dream builders let me give you a quick update you can just throw that on the screen and obviously you welcome take a picture of all of this go back and watch it online but here's a dream builder update for oklahoma city midwest city northwest indianapolis yours is coming coming next because the indianapolis dream builders giving is kept separate from oklahoma city and, and midwest city and northwest and the the three oklahoma city metro campuses your dream builders giving is kept separate for, from, from Indy. So, uh, the, the, the Indy campus takes care of all things Indy related when it comes to their building and, and, and so on and so forth. But let me give you an Edmund Land building. So how many of you thank God that we own some land in Edmund now? 
And we just want to show you that we've been working. We've been doing the altar survey and civil engineering, the architectural administration, a land payment that we, we, we own that land now. But there has been a lot of work happening for a building to go up. There's a lot of things that have to happen to go through the city and the civil and the all that's been taking place this year. So we're grateful for that. The Edmond campus launch. There's been 50,000 more set aside for the Edmond campus launch. We now have three hundred and fifty thousand dollars in the bank to launch that campus. And we're needing more. But God has been just so focused so so faithful uh thank god that parking lot at oklahoma city and northwest was looking pretty raggedy but thank you for your generosity nobody likes to clap over a parking lot but you don't want to walk and sprain your ankle either so come on give god some praise that parking lots are being taken care of and then let me give you the indy building really quick what Indy has given, you have set aside Indianapolis campus, those joining us online, you have already set aside $264,000 for a future building. We're believing to put Indianapolis into a permanent facility in a prime location and your giving is making a difference. Let me tell you the thing that I want to shout over the most about your giving. So put up the mission slide, the mission slide, that next slide, please. 2022 missions giving right up to date right now, you have given so far, we will give more this year. You've already given 1.1 million to local, national, and global missions. Come on, you can do better than that. Come on, missionaries are being sent around the world. People are getting clean water. People are hearing the gospel in their languages around the world. Children are being fed. I'm telling you, God is moving even locally, helping the homeless and ministering to hurting people and helping children to go back to school. And we, we are making a tremendous difference. Thank you, People's Church, for your generosity. Let me show you what God's done through small groups this year. In 2022, small groups update, 304 small groups have been led. That represents right around 3,000 people in small groups, in community, growing together, growing spiritually, being cared for. Come on, we can thank God for that. Thank God for all of our small group leaders, all of you leading small groups. I just want to give you a gay God, the goodness of God. Small groups are happening. It's the backbone of our church. People in groups, in community, godly friendships happening, spiritual growth happening, care is happening. Let me give you another yay God. In 2022, here's how many baptisms we've already seen. We have one more left. 486 people have went public for Jesus this year. Come on, church, you can do better than that. That's a revival. Thank God that people are going public with their faith. We give God praise for it, 486 people. Now hold on, this last number, it blows me away. In person, online, Mabel Bassett, youth and youth camps and kids services. I want you to see how many people, even all around the world, that are joining us online via the internet. People that have indicated this year alone that they have made a decision to follow Jesus. 8,164 people have said, you can do better than that. You can do better than that. You can give God praise. Come on, Midwest City. Come on, Northwest. Come on, Indianapolis. Come on, online. Come on, let's give God some praise. The Holy Spirit is still moving. Lives are still being changed. Jesus is still rescuing people and saving people and delivering people and setting people free. And we give 
God the praise. Oh, God's been good to us, People's Church. I said, God has been good to us. And we give God the praise 20 years in, and we're just getting started. And every year we give you an opportunity at the end of the year to make a commitment to the Lord. If you're not a tither, you can make a commitment with a three-month tithe challenge card and say, I'm going to start tithing. This is just money-back guarantee. Fill it out today. Drop it in the offering bucket. Become a tither. Keep your church strong so we can reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. For all of you that are tithers, I want you to pray about First of all, just say, God, do you want me to give over and above my tithe? If God says no, you do nothing. I think for the majority of you, God's going to say yes. And then your next prayer is, what do you want me to give for one year over and above my tithe? These cards in the back of your seat pocket right now, you can grab the card out. And today and also next week, you'll have an opportunity to make a commitment over and above your tithe on the God is good dream builder commitment card of what God is leading you to give for one year over and above your tithe. And then on December the 4th is our miracle offering. And whatever that number God lays on your heart, you're going to give as much of, of that number as you can on December the 4th in the miracle offering to accelerate the vision of your church. I'm going to give you a moment to pray, to grab the card, either the tithe challenge card or the God is good commitment card and begin to pray over it and ask God what he wants you to do. So you may already have a number. You can write it down today. Turn it in the offering bucket as it passes by. God may be speaking to you and you're not 100% sure, but you can pray. He may speak to you today. If not, you can prepare to make a commitment next Sunday. 